is the last rose of summer left blooming alone all her lovely companions are faded and gone no flower of her kindred no rosebud is nigh to reflect back her blushes or give sigh for a sigh i will not leave thee thou lone one to pine on the stem since the lovely are sleeping go sleep thou with them thus kindly i scatter thy leaves over the bed where thy mates of the garden lie scentless and dead so soon may i follow when friendships decay and from love's shining circle the gems drop away when true hearts lie withered and fond ones are flown oh who would inhabit this bleak world alone the last rose of summer a beautiful poem by thomas more an irish writer poet and lyricist more is celebrated for his mesmerizing irish melodies his creation and setting of english language verses to old irish tunes paved the bridge not only between two popular languages of irish and english but also brought these two cultures closer now why i chose this particular poem well the weather in this part of the world in united states demands a poem like this leaves are falling off winter is crawling in mornings are chilly nights are freezing i couldn't have thought of a better poem than this one also there is another reason to celebrate irish literary excellence and you'll get to know more in a little while This is Shilpa and welcome to yet another episode of O Folk where we travel the folk trails with folk tales through the magic of storytelling. Hope you all are doing great. First off, I wanted to apologize that I couldn't meet you guys last week. I had a couple of things going on in my family. There was a minor accident. Luckily, no one was hurt. and also i was in middle of changing jobs so with everything the last two weeks been a roller coaster things happen life happens for all of us we have to take care of those as and when they come in but we always long to come back to something we love deeply we cannot keep ourselves away from that for much long right this podcast you guys out there hold that very very special place in my life this is my zen this is my zest couldn't stay away from you guys much long so here i am in the last episode we celebrated halloween with myths and legends behind that tradition that took us to ireland and while reading and researching about halloween traditions I learned so so much about the ancient and fascinating culture of Ireland 
and how strong the oral folktale tradition of that country is. And obviously, I had to explore more. Trust me, the more I read, the more mesmerized I was. So, this episode and the next, we will celebrate Ireland through some Irish, very, very rare folk stories. This is a key reason I started today's episode celebrating one of the most popular Irish poets of all time, Thomas More. Today's story is very special. It is not just a folk tale. It is believed to be a true tale and is deeply intertwined with the culture and history of Clare Galloway. Clare Galloway is a village about 10 kilometers north of Galloway City in western part of Ireland. Clare Galloway was founded on the banks of River Clare, from which the place gets its name. This small village carries with her a rich history dating back over a thousand years. And this tale is part of that rich history. People still talk about it and pass this on to their next generation. So without wasting any more time, let's jump straight into the story. You are listening to O Folk with me, Shilpa. There was a farmer named William O'Rooney living near Clare Galloway. One day, his landlord came yelling at him and said, You have three years rent due and unless you pay me within a week, I'll throw you on the road. William begged his landlord for some more time. I'm going to Galloway with a load of wheat tomorrow, he said, and when I get the price for it, I'll pay you. Next morning, he started for Galloway with his heap of wheat. After travelling a couple of miles, a gentleman suddenly came out of the blues and asked, Are you trying to sell all that wheat? William nodded. I will buy it all for you, said the gentleman, and you will get the highest price, but on one condition. Take your cart down this little road on your left-hand side, turn down and do not stop until you reach a big house in the valley. I will be there to give you your money. When William reached this big house, he thought to himself he had never known this house existed, although he was born and raised here and he knew every house in the neighborhood. When he reached, a little boy came out and said, A hundred thousand welcomes to you, William O'Rooney, then put a sack on his back and went in with it. Another little boy came out and welcomed him the same way, put a sack on his back and went in again. This way, many more little boys came and did the same thing. The last one told William to go inside. He said, the master was waiting for him at dinner. Before William could finish his dinner, he was in deep sleep and fell under the table. Then the other man magically created a false man like William and sent him back home. This fake man returned to William's wife with a horse and a cart, went into the room, lay down on the bed, and suddenly died in his sleep. 
next morning, people figured out about his death and burst out in mourning. No one was sure what's the reason of the death, but it is what it is. The wife washed the body and buried him. But she was not majorly sad because William was an old man and she was young. William's wife had a servant and she said to him, You have to marry me. But there was just a death in the house. It's too early. We should wait for at least one more week, said the boy. On the other hand, in that big house, William was sleeping for seven days and seven nights. On the seventh day, a little boy came to him, woke him up and said, You have been asleep for a week, but we have sent back your horse and cart home. Now here's your money. You can take this and go home. William just couldn't figure out what's happening around him. But he got his money, so he took it and went back home. It was late at night when he reached, so nobody saw him. That same day in the morning, his wife and servant got married. The wife promised to give a pig to the father of the local church as a prize and gift in exchange of getting them married. William knocked on the door. The wife and the servant were just about to go to bed. They asked, Who's it? It's me, William, your husband. Please open the door. When they heard the voice, they both could identify it. They were surprised, perplexed and scared all at the same time. The wife said, This cannot be real. I am not going to open the door. You are dead. Go back to your grave, you old ghost. I'll organize a memorial service for you tomorrow. Maybe that will soothe your soul. William was completely astonished at this behavior. He got angry too because he was tired. Wait till tomorrow morning, shouted angry William. I will give you the price for this hideous joke. Then he went to the stable where his horse and the pig were, lay down on the straw and fell asleep. Next morning, the priest sent a little boy to fetch the pig that he got as a gift to get William's wife married to that servant. When the boy came to the door of the house, the wife asked him to go to the stable and pick up the pig. When the kid went to the stable and started searching for the pig, William woke up and asked, Where are you going with my pig? The boy got scared. Without wasting a single moment, he was out of the stable within a blink. He ran as fast as he could, never looking back with his heart almost coming out of his mouth with terror. The boy came straight to the priest and elaborated on what just happened. Obviously, the priest did not believe him. He rather thought the boy was lying. William is dead and has been in the grave for an entire week now. What are you saying? yelled the priest. If you don't believe me, then come with me said the boy. They came to the stable one more time. The priest went in and began looking for the pig again. Suddenly, William stood up. Where the hell are you guys trying to take my pig? Father Patrick, he said angrily. Father Patrick's jaw dropped. He was numb and shaking. He cried out, In the name of God, I order you to return to your grave, William O'Roney. 
William tried to come closer to explain but father started running away. William also began to run behind him. Father Patrick, wait, please, please speak to me. The priest did not stop for a bit. He ran as fast as he could, got into his house and shut the door. <coughs> William reached behind him, kept knocking at the door but the priest did not open. After quite long, he put his head out of a window from the top floor of his house and said, William Oruni, go back to your grave. But I'm not dead and never was in a grave. I don't understand what you guys are saying, said William. I buried you myself, continued the priest. You died suddenly and I was present when you were put into that grave. Oh, I don't get what my wife or you are saying. All of you have gone just mad. You just go away now. Just leave me alone, yelled the priest and shut the window. William went back home and knocked at his own door one more time. But his wife did not open. Depressed William thought to himself, let me just go and pay my rent. On his way to the landlord's house, everyone who saw him was running away to hide in their houses, for they thought he was dead. When the landlord heard that William was coming, he shut the door and would not let him in. William kept knocking at the hall door for a very long time. The landlord had to come to the window. What do you want? I have come to pay my rent like I promised, said William. Just go back to your grave and I'll forgive you your rent, said the landlord. No, I won't leave till you give it to me in writing that you have forgiven my rent till next May, forced William. The helpless landlord gave him in writing and William came back home. He again knocked at his own door, but the wife would not let him in. Now William just couldn't take it anymore. He got really, really mad. He went to the barn and got a big metal bar with which he broke into the door. The wife and her newly married husband got terribly scared. After barging through the door, he asked his wife, Why did you think I was dead? You died suddenly. Everyone here saw you getting buried, said the wife, trembling. This is a miracle. I just don't believe this. After settling down a bit, William narrated the entire story from top to tail. His wife also narrated what happened on this end as well. Listening to everything, William said, I will go to the grave tomorrow and will find out who you buried in my place. Next day, William brought a lot of men with him to the churchyard. Doug opened the grave and lifted the coffin. As soon as the coffin opens, a big black dog jumps out of it and immediately starts running. William and the other men also follow the dog. The men following it ran into the big house where William met that stranger and fell asleep. As soon as the dog reached there, the ground hurled open and the house went down and nobody ever saw it from that point onwards. The house seemed to vanish in the air just like that. But the big hole is said to be still seen till this date. It is said that William lived for many years after this incident. 
he left behind great wealth. In Clare Galloway, people still remember him through this story, especially the older generations. And they happily pass on this story to their next. Most folk tales carry with them a moral of some sort. However, this story plain and simply suggests that it is so bad to come back from the death. A version of the story can be found in this amazing book called Beside the Fire. This is a collection of little-known Irish folk tales translated in English by Douglas Hyde in 1890. This book is available as a free online resource on open public domain in the website of the Project Gutenberg eBooks. So, you can check it out. Douglas Hyde said that Irish-English translation was difficult as both languages are opposed to one another in spirit and idiom. But this book was important to introduce the world to the rich vault of Irish stories. Hyde was told these tales by old Irish speakers and he has dedicated this book to, and I quote, the memory of those truly cultured and unselfish men, the poet scribes and hedge schoolmasters of the last century and the beginning of this, men who may well be called the last of the Milesians. Now, who are Milesians? We will know more about them just in a bit in today's Folk Fact. You're listening to O Folk with me, Shilpa, and it's time for this episode's Folk Fact. Malaysians are natives of ancient Miletus, belonging or relating to the legendary earliest Celts of Ireland. If myths are to be believed, Malaysians are the final race to settle in Ireland, so they are considered the ancestors of the present Irish people. Malaysians are Gaels, meaning people practicing Gaelic culture and speaking Gaelic languages. They sailed to Ireland from ancient Hispania after spending hundreds of years traveling the world. Hispania in Roman times was a region comprising the Iberian Peninsula, now occupied by Portugal and Spain. Now, the name Hispania, does this ring any bell in your mind? Well, let me help you a little bit. In current times, we use the term Hispanic quite often, referring to people, culture or countries related to Spain or Spanish language, Spanish culture, etc. Now you might be able to connect the dots and understand how this term might have originated. It amazes me to think that how different cultures, different civilizations are in some way related to each other. That's all I have for you guys in this episode. I hope you found this ancient Irish tale fascinating and could get a little glimpse into the culture. To listen to more such stories from across the globe, please, please continue listening to and supporting Oh folk, please share with everyone around you and spread the word as much as you can. I will be ever thankful to you. 
follow subscribe or fork on any podcast platform of your preference it is on all major podcast platforms like google podcast apple podcast spotify amazon music iheart radio and many many more you can also stay connected with me on social media or focus on facebook twitter and instagram where i share updates and many additional tidbits time for me to say adios until we meet again try to make a difference in someone's life in even the tiniest way possible be kind and keep smiling goodbye and love you all